Hey, beautiful humans. It's time to stop sacrificing for everyone else and put you first. Are you feeling tired, stuck, or disconnected? Or maybe you're just looking to be the best version of you. I'm Mary Wong. And I'm Dr. Tanya Wild, and this is Embrace, Embrace you, you First, a podcast to help you thrive and not just survive. We are busy moms, successful entrepreneurs, and doctors in the field of natural medicine with over 40 years combined clinical experience. You're going to learn from our professional expertise and our juicy secrets that have helped thousands of men and women just like you. We are going to teach you practical and doable strategies on health, relationships, and career. So sit back, relax, and get ready to embrace you right now. Not only does sleep increase fine lines and wrinkles in this Swedish study, it actually showed that there was an 8% increase in redness. And don't you find that, that when you have a really small or short, sorry, sleep, your eyes are a little more puffy and you feel like, (laughs) come on, like right now, (laughs) (laughs) although we do talk about the beauty that shines from within what we look like also is important to me like how I feel like I look and I also feel that even if you know let's say my eyes are puffy somebody else might not recognize that but if I'm if I've had a really poor quality sleep or a short one I see the puffiness more everything looks like it's darker and there's a cloud it's a cloudier day you know well but then people do get uh, black and under their eyes that is very right true, yes. and you can just see it like mm-hmm. there's struggling and right haven't you ever noticed oh gee like why do you look so tired right right so we need to make sure that not only do we give ourselves the permission to rest that we work on the quality of the rest and how deep we sleep and when we get our sleep when we get our sleep is really important so yeah, we sleep. cover well. We cover just so uh, mm-hmm. we got to say this now because yeah. we cover in sleep. Mm-hmm. We talk about sleep your way to success, and in that episode, we talk about you know why is it important to sleep. Correct. So we're not going to really go through it now. No, so you can yeah, just so check jump back. back. Yeah. yeah, there are but so it is many important. health reasons. Mm-hmm. It is so vital to our psychological and mental health. But we should just jump in right in into the concept that a lot of people feel like it's so important. They recognize why and the importance, but then they jump on sleeping pills because they think, oh my goodness, there are studies to show. Like we mentioned in that episode, that if you don't get enough sleep, if you you don't get you know, at least minimum of five hours that you're, you're going to increase your risk for mortality. They see that statistic and they say, oh my gosh, I'm not getting five hours of sleep. So I'm going to jump on sleeping pills. I have to get enough sleep, but sleeping pills although isn't the worst case scenario if you use them short term, but using them long term increases your cognitive decline, increases your risk for dementia, and actually also increases your risk for mortality. So, And they're addictive. Very. So, you know, you don't want to do that. And oftentimes, I mean, I've never actually taken it, but certainly people tell me that after they wake up, they feel really groggy and and Mm -hmm. barely able to function. And there are studies on that where Mm -hmm. they show the impact of that, including, you know, car accidents through having sleeping pills. It's crazy. I was laughing because you said you never tried one. And I, 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 I don't recommend this, but I'm going to share a little story. <laughs> All a right. Last year, some juice. So when I was doing my board exams for naturopathic medicine, I had so much information in my brain that I couldn't turn off. And 
I was trying to think, what can I do? What can I do? And I was at my mom's house and I knew that sometimes she had anxiety and insomnia and she had benzodiazepines or like an Ativan medications in her cupboard. I was 20, something like that. And I was like, okay, I can't sleep. I don't want to disturb her. And so one of the nights I took one of her sleeping medication and I, her Ativan, and I felt my heart slowing and get really heavy and almost like I was like oh my gosh did I just take something that's gonna kill me (laughs) because it was so you know clearly I had had anxiety that was like my only episode of pure anxiety and panic I've ever had in my life that I couldn't sleep I was worried that I wasn't gonna function the next day to be able to write this exam so I'm gonna take this medication that's not prescribed for me the worst thing you can possibly do I woke my mother up and she said it's fine just drink lots of water and I went to bed woke up wrote my exam passed but (laughs) Never take somebody else's sleep medications, but the power of sleep medication is insane. I was definitely not a placebo. I have used herbal sleep medicines Mm. and natural things like theanine amino acids, uh, like theanine and 5-HTP. And although they do bring a sense of calm, definitely different than an Ativan. So, you know, you want to, if you're really having insomnia and you're in this domino effect of you're so anxious and, and nervous about the fact that you can't sleep, taking a sleep medication is not the end of the world. It might actually get you out of that cycle of worrying about not sleeping. But I would never get into taking them regularly because they're so addictive. Right, exactly. So it's not for the long term. So, no. you know, if it's like the one-off or, oh my gosh, like there's just disaster happening in my household. Correct. And you have such crazy amounts of worry and you just need some good sleep. Sure, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Right? I think yes. there's always a time and place for everything. Yes, for sure. And, and I think that it's, we don't need to be heroes, right? Like it's important that we're not giving the message that definitely never sleep medication, take sleep medication, but try every other avenue first. Mm -hmm. Listen to our other sleep podcasts on tips on how. And one really important tip is when to fall asleep, like kind of making, making sure that you're getting sufficient hours before 11 p.m. 11 p.m. is kind of the shift in traditional Chinese medicine. Yes, that's right. Where between, you just taught me today, heart and pericardium and triple burner time, which is when, you know, you're you're calmer and more peaceful. And then I always told my patients, liver time is so important. That's when, if you're, I didn't actually understand the concept of trying to fall asleep in, in that time is the issue. I was just more like, you know, make sure that between 11 and 1, because liver and gallbladder is active, that you're you're healing and regenerating your liver, gallbladder, energetics so that right. you're processing your hormones well. Right. So in your sleep, that's when you do that better. That's mm-hmm. why when you're sick, what do you want to do? You want to sleep. Right. Right. So let me just rephrase yes, and, please and do. clarify, mm-hmm. right? So we would love for you to fall asleep before 11 p.m. because there's a whole thing about circadian rhythm for mm-hmm. our bodies. Yes, It likes regularity and there's certain times of the um, 24 hour period where energetically different organ systems are at its uh, working at its best. Yes. Right? So we want to sleep before 11 because the shen, the spirit, we want to access that because that's what produces restful sleep. Now, if you go to sleep beyond the 11, now you're getting into the times of the liver, gallbladder, and as you mentioned in physiology as well, it is mm-hmm. time of detox. Yeah. So that, that is a physiological reason. But in TCM, we go beyond that and we look at the energetics. Mm-hmm. And we know that gallbladder time is a time of decision making. So imagine you're up and your mind 
mind is going to be filled with decision making, mm-hmm. right? So haven't you ever found yourself like in the middle of the night just thinking and thinking and like, oh, should I do this? Should I do that? Right. Or, you know, may- maybe like at work or you're thinking about work or family or kid or whatever there is. And it's just bam, all of a sudden you can't shut it down. And the emotion associated with the liver and gallbladder is irritability and anger. So mm-hmm. if you're not getting sleep during that time, you're going to wake up kind of moody and grumpy. Yes. And worse premenstrual syndrome if you have. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, so that's a really great point for right? sure. Yeah. So, so making sure to understand not just when to fall asleep, but if you wake up at a certain time, perhaps with a form of insomnia, maybe between the hours of, for example, three and five in the morning, perhaps you're suffering from grief because the organs that are more, most active, the traditional Chinese medicine clock shows our lung and large mm-hmm. intestine, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. associated with the emotion of grief. And perhaps you need to go and talk through, do some talk therapy to resolve some underlying grief that if you process it and you acknowledge it, that all of a sudden you can sleep through the yes. night and not wake between the hours of three and five. And it's not guaranteed, but it's something to look at, right? Oh, what and, time are you waking if you're, yeah. and then having a hard time falling back to sleep? Uh, you bring such a great point in. So people that are having difficulty sleeping, we have to look at the underlying, well, why? Mm-hmm. You know, is it actually maybe something that's going on in your life? Like, COVID pandemic right now and we're worrying about the what's health next? of ourselves and mm-hmm. what's next and the state of the earth and yep. you know politics like all of that is there so we're not going to deny that it's not but then how do we counter that how do we allow ourselves to be at peace well for as you mentioned it could be talk therapy but for some it could literally be just why don't we just get it all out of ourselves and put it in a journal like yeah. a document write it Love all it. down yeah right? doesn't have to be shared it can be shared to paper to process it really talk therapy is a way to mirror with somebody but journaling can do that you could do a grief meditation relax Med- melodies has grief meditations you know so you could if you don't feel like writing or journaling uh you can just kind of process it in a different way with affirmations right so releasing. relax melodies is an mm-hmm. app that you had just alluded to yes so We'll have that in our show notes. Yeah. And um, anything else then about that piece? I think more just really recognizing that you want to support yourself to fall asleep. We often have too many bright lights at night and we forget that it's really important just to kind of have this unwind time or perhaps that you leave the bathroom light on and the room is dim and dark and you know you want to have that you want to support the transition between your cortisol coming down which is the hormone of dew and mm-hmm. fires you up and melatonin which is the hormone of sleep that starts to be produced at night and if you're staring at the TV in your bedroom and the lights are on you're not producing melatonin That's right. but if you have dark curtains that you you know uh, blackout curtains and you have your TV off and you're not staring at your phone, which perhaps you've put it in your bathroom, you're able to have a nice transition to of hormones, which will support a healthier sleep. Totally. So then I just want to actually bring it back to that whole sleep cycle. Yeah. Because we're talking about, oh, it's better to sleep before 11 at night. So what we want to add in is that we want it to be consistent. Right. So, you know, seven days a week is the most ideal, but I get that most people will say, oh, it's the weekend. I'm going to sleep really late. And, right. you know, I know I do it sometimes, but I, I actually do less of it that yeah. now. I don't know about you. Me too. Less. Yeah. Definitely. I right? like my rhythm. I yes. really like to support my sleep because then I'm way more productive and I like to be productive. And I also understand that it's okay to not be productive 
but then I feel good doing no productivity as well because I've had enough sleep. Yes. The worst is when you have a poor sleep and you're not being productive and you're just, you're not even able to rest now because you're right. kind of grouchy and tired because you haven't had enough tired sleep. And you're groggy and mm-hmm. you can't think straight. Right. So yeah. you can't even enjoy rest. So, and one really helpful tip is just to have, give yourself little permission, like little pieces of time throughout the day to be calm and quiet, which will also promote healthier sleeps at night because it allows you to sit in peace and calm and the other part of your nervous system is more active. And then let's do the opposite and talk about activity because that can help as well, right? So let's address exercise. Yeah, so cardiovascular exercise, running, bicycling, moving, you know, quickly. Cardiovascular exercise improves your ability to sleep and reduces insomnia. Even more powerful, though, is weight resistance exercise, interesting enough. Cool. So adding that to cardio or just replacing cardio with weight resistance exercise, like so lifting weights, using your body to do push-ups, sit-ups. You don't even have to have weights. You could lift cans if you're at home and you can't afford weights or a trainer. You can add this to your routine. HasFit.com has amazing workout routines using weights for free and or you could hire a virtual trainer but these are tips that will help you improve your sleep quality love this right because of course everybody just focus on like let's we're going to be covering fitness yes and later dates and all the time Mm -hmm. Um, but here's the thing i find most people i don't know about you but a lot of people just think and they focus on the cardiovascular bit right think okay i'm done Right. right. So they'll either run or bike or yep. swim. And then that's that. There's like no stretching. There's no uh, weight resistance. Yeah. Like that. And so then they I wonder why that even though they're doing like high intensity and running super fast and long or, or just, you know, I, I, that, that's not the same thing. Like high intensity interval training would be like running really fast and then recovering. And then there's long runs like marathons and then they're still not sleeping. So the tip there would be to add weights and cut back. You don't have to be so intense. In fact, maybe it's just firing you up too much. It doesn't mean take away the cardio, but weight resistance is very powerful, especially Mm. for, you know, I mean, well, all the way through the cycles, but for post menopausal women we need to maintain and men we need to maintain our muscle mass yes. and our bone density yeah because absolutely. otherwise we start to waste away a little yes. bit right yes yes and and it takes mm-hmm. longer i have to say because i am postmenopausal and in terms of well yes recover as well mm. but in terms of building that muscle i find it takes right. longer right yes but you can like it's not a lost cause that's for sure no matter absolutely. what age absolutely right. start at any age yes and i will add this in so when you're saying about um runners I actually had like the best sleeps of my life when I was training for a marathon probably because I was like kicking at the can so hard that I was just exhausted by the end so cardiovascular exercise though does improve your sleep it's just a matter of if that's not then adding the weights will add that extra factor or if cardio does nothing for you substitute with weights and you will more than likely find an improvement. That's what the research shows. Awesome. Love it. Yeah. So important to understand that beauty is about sleep, working out, um, and then giving yourself the permission to not overwork out to support sleep and making sure that you're not 
you know, striving for perfection in any of these areas because, you know, we don't want to have shame around getting enough sleep and insomnia. We talk about in another episode um, on, on career and success and how it, it's really important to note that if you're having insomnia, don't be afraid of it because rest itself, just giving yourself the permission to rest. Yes. If you're suffering from, let's say, post-menopause uh, post insomnia or perimenopause insomnia when your hormones start to shift, yes. just give yourself the permission to rest at least five hours per night or more, even seven. Yes. And it's okay if you're waking and can't fall asleep. Just work through that and meditate and rest and breathe, focus on your, on your breath and, and your breath never goes away. So it's one thing that's consistent and you can think about it as the waves like rising and kind of just turn it into meditation. You don't even have to listen to an app if, if uh, you're not comfortable with that, but it's just finding ways around insomnia and understanding that it's okay if you're not actually sleeping it's insomnia itself does not increase your risk for mortality it's the not giving yourself the permission to rest right so then i want to add in so in terms of so there's one thing that's insomnia and then Mm -hmm. there's another conversation where you just physically cannot have enough time to actually fall asleep Mm -hmm. or for longer periods of time like when you and that that is more of a time of life thing Mm -hmm. or it could be like a projects thing you're on a big project at work so it's not about feeling guilty that you can't sleep so much because you literally have a deadline and physiologically like it's not going to have a long-term impact if it's for a short stint or with your breastfeeding or your best breastfeeding or you just have a infant and that wakes up right and so or child right like even my kid here and there will still wake up in the middle of the night so yes it's it's, important to note it's the 24 hour period that you get your six hours or the more than five yeah and right so that's combination of sleep and rest Rest. so not solely focusing on sleep yes very important. So you. you could be maybe getting three hours at night, you're uh, breastfeeding your baby or you're up at night bottle feeding, whatever it is, and you're getting only three hours. But during the day, you're just giving yourself the brain rest and just lying mm-hmm. down, even if you can't sleep during the day. I personally was one of those moms when I was breastfeeding, I could just pass out. I would pass out next A to while breastfeeding. children. Well, well, that too. I did bed share. <laughs> and you drop the baby. But, no, <laughs> no, never. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh my goodness. Actually, there were times when I had the breastfeeding pillow and they were, you know, nursing and I would be falling asleep. Oh, of sitting, course. That's and, everybody. Right? Yeah. And it's like, whoa, you wake up, you're like, oh my goodness, think really everything's okay. <laughs> you know, baby's face up because, you know. So yeah, definitely. Uh, but what I meant more was during the daytime, I would have naps. Like, because right. oh, I always educate my patients and say just sleep when the baby sleeps and a lot of women have a hard time sleeping during the day they're like oh come on Tanya I'm not going to sleep when the baby sleeps but I think if you get exhausted enough you sleep when the baby sleeps and that's a good sign that if you can't it's okay right and just give yourself rest totally and Mm -hmm. that's also beyond breastfeeding moms or moms Mm -hmm. in general like people it's okay to have an afternoon nap there's cultures that actually have siesta time right right? So it can be healthy. Yes. I will say though, there's a difference between a nap and a rest versus a sleep. We don't want to sleep during the day because I'll cut into your nighttime rest. Unless you're a breastfeeding mom. Unless you're a breastfeeding mom. (laughs) Excuse me. You're right. But you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Or if you're sick, if you're sick, you you need the sleep and you need the rest during the day. Or if you notice that again, like you're perhaps you're a surgeon and you only get four hours and you need to catch up with those two. Yeah. Right. 
Yeah, you're right. And you've only you so it can you're right. And then I do I have read that if you sleep during the day, let's say two hours or three hours, then you're up every two or three if you're in this routine and you can't get that solid, you know, um back to back sleep at night. But I feel like as long as it's within the twenty four hours, I think it's important to give yourself the permission during the day if you have to sleep. But rest is a better is a key. thing to achieve. Yes. Because then you actually get more solid sleep at night and a bigger chunk. Mm-hmm. Otherwise you get into this habit of napping, can't sleep till the wee hours of the night. And then you're in this unhealthy cycle. So I am noting the clock and we'd like to keep these episodes shorter. Yes. And at some point we're going to actually also do like a live event mm-hmm. and we can go totally deep dive into right. sleep and talking about the hormonal impact like really yes. in depth so if you want to geek out like us and we love this kind of stuff <laughs> yeah and we'll talk about it another time and like you guys can participate so we that'll be kind that'll that. be so awesome answer right? all your questions yeah, yeah. go dive deep into your individual hormones if you're willing to share and and be with us we're definitely going to be doing some programs that i think you would really benefit from so totally check out our website at embraceyoufirst.com right yeah okay so before we close off we're going to talk about what filled your cup today so for me i honestly just spent a little bit longer having a shower this morning when i woke up and just breathed through with the heat on my back i did a lot of bike rides this week which i really loved because it's fall and it's so beautiful so that itself just being out and seeing the autumn colors but then i just needed an extra long shower and i gave myself permission to do that love that great yeah oh my goodness that sounds fantastic well, you? for me, what filled my cup was when my daughter actually said, you know, I don't have to sleep. And this, because this is such a good episode about sleep, because ah. oftentimes she doesn't like to miss out on anything. She hates oh, sleep. she's got fun. And she actually, yeah. Fear like of fear missing of, out. Fear of missing out. And Just like so she mama. actually said to me last night, literally, it's like, oh, I don't have to sleep. And I thought, oh my gosh, you're getting it, right? Because it's not about focusing on having to sleep. It's about focusing on the rest yes. as she was doing her handstands. <laughs> The lights off. <laughs> Our son does that. It's hilarious. Oh my goodness. Our kids are so similar. It's cute. Thank you for listening and watching. Thank you for joining us. Click subscribe, like, and share. Please comment and suggest topics you want us to cover. Until next time, ask yourself how you're going to embrace you first today. For more podcasts, check out embraceyoufirst.com. And follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube.